Episode 16 with Jodel Fitzwater from GetFitWithJodel.com. Aloha and welcome to SUP FM, the podcast for stand-up paddleboarders everywhere. So with no further ado, let's get out on the water and on with the show. Here are your hosts, Nick and Simon. Jodel is a wonderful person and you'll just understand how amazing she is when you listen to this podcast because she's just so full of love and enjoys her lifestyle and her work style. Um, she's a Midwest ambassador for BigSup. She's a pro fitness instructor for SUP TV, a certified personal trainer, certified paddle fit level three instructor, instructor coach, SUP yoga therapist. Um, she's a certified TRX instructor and it goes on and on and on and on. And she's really big on nutrition. So listen to her tips for getting yourself some nourishment for those long sup sessions. And without further ado, let's let's get into it. Are you shuffling papers around? Sorry, I'm, I'm holding something <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Hi, Jodel. It's great to have you on SUP FM. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great, Nick. Thanks for having me. So much fun to be on here. Oh, it's wonderful to connect. And so I'm just wondering, where are you right now? So if you put your finger on the middle of the United States, I'm right there. I'm in the Midwest. I'm in southern Missouri um, on a lake called Table Rock Lake. I live about uh, three minutes from the lake. So That lake sounds fantastic. I just had a look at your Facebook page. Was it Get Fit with Jodell? Yeah, and, Get Fit with Jodell and GetFitWithJodell.com. Yeah, and I just had a look at the Facebook page and there's all these amazing photographs. So you, were you doing lessons this morning or something? Yes, I just got off. I've been on the water since about 8 o'clock this morning, and it was beautiful. It was calm and clear and sunny, so yeah, it was awesome. Do you have a problem with wind around there at all or not? We do. We get windy. Um, the best time to do lessons is either early morning or early evening because for whatever reason through the day, it's like pretty windy. Um, but we have a lot of fingers and coves that you can go into to avoid it, so it still stays pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty much like us down here in the Algarve in Portugal because we have... A bit of wind during the day, and then we also have little coves that we can duck away from the wind, which is nice. So. Yeah, it is. It's like your salvation when you're tired of paddling in the wind. So. Yeah, because it's tough to learn in the wind, isn't it? I mean, it really is tough to teach people how to paddle in the wind. Oh, absolutely. If it's windy, I, if it's over, you know, 12 or 15 knots, I'll just cancel the lesson. We won't go out. And and I, my personality, like being a very gentle, I call myself a self-proclaimed mermaid, um, I don't like the wind, so I don't purposely go out and train, and it, it aggravates my spirit. Like, my spirit just gets really like, oh, I can't handle this. So I'll make my, myself go if I'm training for, like, a big charity paddle, but um, not normally, no. <laughs> but I'm the same with you about wind because you know, I used to live in Cape Town in South Africa, and we have immense winds there, like oh. 30, 40 knots. Yeah. So, yeah, the only, the only solution is to take up kite surfing or windsurfing. I know. I'm still, I've still yet to do that. I've only done kite skiing in, northern, in southern Canada, so I'd like to maybe try some windsurfing as well. But tell me about being a mermaid. What's that? About. I know what a mermaid is, but I mean, what is so it? So I had to find myself because when I was little, I, I was addicted to the Little Mermaid movie. Um, and when I was four, I told my mom, Mom, I am a mermaid. And she goes, Oh, okay, honey. And I said, No, Mom, I really I am. I'm a mermaid. Like I just knew it. I loved water. I've been swimming since I was six months old. And um, so I was just addicted to anything that had to do with water. And I, I have to live near water. So 
Um, the mermaid thing came about when I finally got on a stand-up paddleboard, and that was when I truly felt like um, I, I, I found myself. So, yeah, I'm a stand-up mermaid. So how, can you tell us about that exact moment? Like, what was it like? Where were you? And how did it feel when you got onto a stand-up paddleboard? You know, absolutely. It started um, with on my lake. We we used to wakeboard first. Like when I was 16, we started wakeboarding. But then that got, you know, you're always looking for the next big thing, you and your buddies. So we started wake surfing when the surfboards came available. Um, and I worked at a local, like, ski shop, and we got one in, and nobody wanted to try it, but I did. So we went out, and we started playing on it. And I fell in love with that. And I'm like, if this is what surfing's like, then I need to go surf. So I started traveling to uh, California and Hawaii whenever my husband would let me go. And I just grab a longboard and just go on baby waves like I was doing nothing. I'm this little Midwest girl trying to find these little baby waves. And I did. And we we went to um, Oahu one year to watch Pipe. I really wanted to just go see the big competition for the in December one year. I wanted to go to Pipe Masters. And so... Uh, while we were there on the southern, like on the Waikiki beach, when we weren't watching the surf competition, they had these stand-up paddle boards on the beach. And I was like, okay, what's that all about? I kind of ca- saw Cameron Diaz do it in a magazine. I want to try that. So instead of a longboard, I rented a stand-up paddle board. And as soon as I stood up, it was like I had found myself. It was instantaneous. Um, and I, I got on the airplane and I called my husband. And I was like, dude, I'm buying a board when I get home. And he's like, you're crazy. No one, no one's going to know what you're doing. And I'm like, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to teach it. I'm going to go for it. He thought I was crazy. People that saw me out on the, the lake once I got my board thought I was crazy because they thought my boat tipped over and I was stranded and I was trying to battle. <laughs> <laughs> so no one knew what I was doing, but I was madly in love. And I was like, I have to learn this and I have to teach it. This is amazing. And everyone should be doing this. And do you still feel the same way? Oh, every day. Every day I wake up and I'm like, okay, I can't wait to paddle. And I'm glad I have a lesson and it gets me out on the water. And yeah, yeah, every day it's like my office is the water. How bad is that, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's amazing. Like Monday morning this morning, we are both paddling out. <laughs> you know, but also I've been away for four days and just couldn't wait to get back on the water. It's been oh, so amazing. Totally. You but, can't have a case in the Mondays when you're a stand-up paddle instructor, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, um, okay, that's how you, you got into stand-up paddle, but how did you, um, because obviously being a fitness instructor and you've got a whole multitude of instructor things on your on your um, CV there, on your resume, yes. so how did you become a fitness instructor in the beginning? Okay, so it started with um, before, you know, when I was just playing and wake surfing and all that, I was really into fitness and I taught a bunch of classes at a local gym. I was a certified personal trainer. I, I personal trained a bunch of different clients. I got into nutrition. Uh, I lost my parents when I was um, young and they both died from different diseases, one from alcoholism and heart disease and the other one from cancer. And so I got really interested in nutrition and exercise as a way of preventative medicine, because I wanted to help people not only get fit and, and, you know, lose the weight, but also to feel optimal and to make their body function on all levels. And so I really started researching and diving into everything I could learning about fitness and nutrition. And then once my love for stand-up paddling came into play, I just combined them. I just said this is this is the third trifecta that people are missing is the fun aspect you know you've got the workout down maybe at the gym or you've got your nutrition dialed in 
But what about if you're a workaholic and you're not making any time for what I call vitamin P, pleasure, passion, and purpose, and also paddling? (laughs) So um, vitamin P is something that I think we lack in our society because everybody's so after the American dream or after the bigger, better, badder. And they're not really focused on, you know, taking time, slowing down, going out and playing, having playtime. And I think that that's where paddling comes in. And that's what I wanted to bring into my business as well, was not only are we going to work on your fitness and your nutrition, but also your uh, fun. I want you to have fun. I want you to smile and have a good time. So So do you think people are are switching and and moving over to, to try to realize the importance of having more pleasure in life? Um, the ones that I'm around, yeah, because I push it so much. (laughs) Uh, I really work with my girls and my clients in general. That's one of the big things I push is if it's not, you know, something like stand up paddling, then let's find what it is for you. Let's find if it's something as simple as I just want to draw. I loved drawing when I was a little kid. So I just want to start drawing again. Or I had a client that found out that she had forgotten her love for making these things called NATO charts which is like um, you make a chart based on the solar system and based on the way the stars are moving and based on genetic background of the individual that she would make the chart for. um, To It was for a baby, like you make it for someone's baby, and it's it's supposed to predict what their future is going to look like. It's just something fun. But she got back into that after she had lost that for so many years and it it became her salvation away from her addiction to food because it gave her a new purpose it gave her something to look forward to so that was really cool and um, just helping people develop that and helping people figure out if it's just something as simple as running or swimming or maybe it's nothing physical maybe it's meditation you know finding some sort of vitamin p in every part of their day that must be immensely fulfilling to be able to help people to find that it really is. And that's why like, I, I love, I absolutely love what I do because that is the biggest, I'd do it for free if I could, because that's the biggest reward is seeing somebody come into their own and find their own comfort in their own skin and finally love their body and love their life. Mm. I love the fact that you said working out in nature with a pedal board is like the board <laughs> is your gym and your body is the machine. Absolutely. And on that. <laughs> Because that was in a video, wasn't it, that you did that? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's all core all the time. It's uh, core like never before, like I like to call it. So it's you don't need a gym. You don't need a fancy amount of equipment. You need a nice board, and you're out in the best studio in the world. The best gym in the world is the sunshine on your back and nature all around you and vitamin D absorbing into your skin. You don't get that in a stuffy gym. <laughs> So it's it's the best workout because it's not just a workout. It's also stress relief. Being out in nature is very stress relieving. Um, you're getting aromatherapy from the trees around you, and you're getting um, that vitamin D that's so crucial to our health. So it's a really great. I mean, it's the best gym out there. So. So do you do pedal fit classes, and and do you do them according to a certain regime, or do you do your own thing? Yeah, so I got certified with paddle fit soon after that trip to Hawaii. Like I, I really wanted to teach it, and I really wanted to be great at it. So I went and found the most high quality instructor instructor training that I could find. And Brody Welty had just developed the paddle fit program, and I found him. I had actually trained with him before he developed the the program down in Florida. And so I went to his very first paddle fit training in uh, I believe it was January of two thousand nine. And 
it was amazing. Like I learned so much in three days and I felt so confident as an instructor and I learned a ton of new fitness things to bring to the board. So I got home and immediately started teaching that first summer and had great success, was booked solid from that point on. And then I just started, you know, developing just some other different workouts on the board. And uh, I guess that's how I was noticed by Bic too. That's how Bic found me. I'd love to get into that. Um, how, do you, how did Bic find you? Um, it was, I never knew this was possible, but I, uh, <laughs> I was working alongside a local shop here, a local ski shop, giving lessons and, um, helping them demo their new stand up paddle boards that they had gotten in. And they were a Bic dealer and Bic had kind of been watching me, I guess, like on my website and kind of seeing what I was doing. I, I guess I was somewhat being, uh, stalked by them, <laughs> but they had asked the people at the ski shop, my the rep that they dealt with had asked, you know, if anybody locally, do you know someone that uh, would be interested in being sponsored? And they go, oh, for sure, Jodal. Like, she's the only one doing it. She, there's nobody else down here. And she's offering a whole bunch of stuff that nobody else is doing. And so all of a sudden, one day I get this call from one of the reps at BIC. And they're like, do you want to be sponsored? Can we send you a board? And can we get you on our team? And I was like, um, I didn't know that was possible. And yes, where do I sign? You know, so because um, <laughs> immediately when it says when it says you're a big team rider, it means I would imagine that you're going in competitions and around the world and oh, on the no, world tour. Mermaids aren't competitive, so mermaids <laughs> <laughs> mermaids don't race. We just help. We just love to swim alongside people and help them reach their goals and um, sing them into a happy life. But um, no, I did one race at Surf Expo with my my. Uh, Bick rap made me do one. Uh, it was just like a one mile buoy course. And he's like, Oh, by the way, you're in this. And I was like, what? So <laughs> I came in second, um, to last <laughs> because, and he got really mad at me because at all the buoys, I would stop and let people go. Like I wasn't competitive. So I wouldn't like try to get in front of them. I just stop and I'd be like, you can go. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, yeah, you're right. You're not going to be one of our racers. We'll just stick with you being our fitness girl. So they actually um, hooked me up with a dream come true. They uh, got me started with um, Heliconia Press and Bic uh, wanted to create the first stand-up paddle and yoga fitness video series online. So they created stand-up paddling TV, and I got to develop the whole program and got to be uh, videoed for 10 days in Puerto Rico. That was really rough developing this whole program. So that was amazing. Sounds terribly difficult. Oh, it was awful. You know, being pampered in this five-star hotel and, and developing this whole program out in the beautiful, uh, lagoon of San Juan. Oh my gosh. It was just amazing. Uh, but that was like being in the fitness industry, you're always wanting to like make it big with like a video series. So while it's just a little YouTube channel, to me, it's like a really great accomplishment because I'm really proud of how it turned out. And I've got a lot of great reviews from it. A lot of people like it. In fact, one of my girls on my lesson this morning said, I'm so glad to meet you. I've been doing your videos for so long. And that that's really heartwarming to hear that. So do you sell those videos as well, or is it just freely available on YouTube? No, no. We just wanted to make them available on YouTube for people to get out there and build the sup fitness community and kind of kind of push what all you could do with a board as opposed to just paddle. So. Okay, because I'm. Uh, where do you get those? I mean, is it on uh, Stand Up Paddle TV? Do they got a channel on YouTube? Yeah, so you can type in in the search engine either SUP TV or Stand Up Paddling TV. 
Okay, because um, facing waves is that a part of stand up paddling TV or is it related? Or yeah, or it's related. Um, Heliconia Press, which developed uh, SUP TV, they also developed Facing Waves, which is a whole kind of uh, biography of all the different paddlers and what their story is and what led them into stand up paddling and all the different genres from paddling up in Vancouver with whales down to what I do, you know, so it was, it's really good series and it's, it's actually making waves that little video series. It's going all over. So it's fun. Yeah. It's a fantastic show. I watch it as well here all the way from Portugal and um, we can get it on, on freely available on a thing called carbontv.com. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's really yeah. cool. So I'm glad it's kind of going all over and becoming more mainstream too. Did you meet Nikki Gregg through Facing Waves? I, uh, I actually met her. She was on the big team for a while um, and she's great. Actually, it's a funny story. I had to I shared a hotel room with her at Surf Expo one year when Bic sent us there, and she's such a cool roommate, her and her little dog, Nui. They're so sweet. But I had to confide in her and tell her, um, you are either you are the reason that I wanted to really make a fitness video because if you remember, Nikki was the first one to kind of make an actual video for sale that was encompassed like on land workouts with workouts you could do on the board. And I had watched that when I first got into stand up paddling and thought, Oh man, I so want to do this. So I got to, I got the chance to room with Nikki and, and of course we've been friends now ever since, but it was just cool to really tell her, you know, I want you to know this story about you were the one that inspired me. And she just thought that was great. Like that really made her, made her day. So well, that's fantastic. Cause I read somewhere that she called you an inspiration. So it works both ways. That's wonderful. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, we're just, that's the sub community. We, it's just, as soon as you find somebody that loves stand up paddling, it's like your instant family. So <laughs> it's yeah, fun it's that wonderful. Way. You don't know if they're a serial killer and you don't care. They stand up paddle, so they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to interview Nikki Gregg for some time now, but we always run out of bandwidth or something because she's always in these remote places. And Yeah, so, she's all anyway. over the place. She's so much fun. So She's great. Yeah. Okay, um, so I'm trying to get back to the workout here. There's an infographic going around saying that SUP burns twice the calories of bicycling. And I think I've, you've seen that as well, right? How I true have. do you think that is? Um, you know, I think there is some validity to it. I, I appreciated that they put on that that infogram that it said, you know, based on the average person of 165 to 200 pounds, because keep in mind, the bigger the person, the more calories they are going to burn. Um, so the smaller you are, like if you're a real petite girl, five foot tall, you're not going to burn 400 calories going for a leisurely casual paddle. Um, so there is some validity to that, to the person maybe they were following or the, the people they were following, um, as opposed to like biking. I don't know. That's hard to say because it depends on, you know, you have to think about what style of biking. Are they road biking in on hills or is it flat road biking? You know, there's so many factors that go into it. So when I see those, um, when I see those infos, I'm just like, yeah, that's a good basis to go by. But it's not, it can't be totally accurate for every person because not everybody's 165 to 200 pounds and not everybody is just casually paddling or racing or uh, surfing. Like what about this morning when I taught a full boot camp on the board? You know, I taught squats and push-ups and burpees and all kinds of fun stuff like that. It's hard to say. And I had one girl that was five foot tall and the other girl was, you know, five foot seven or maybe as tall as me, like five, nine. And so 
they're both going to burn different amounts of calories. And I also will say that it depends on the level of fitness. Like you and I have paddled for a long time. We've been in the SUP industry for a while. So when we go out for a paddle, our body's conditioned to it. So we're not going to burn quite as much as a newcomer whose body has to figure out what it's doing. It has to figure out all the balance and the stability muscles have to kick in. So it's going to take a little bit more for that person to burn, to figure it out and their body's going to burn more calories in order to do so. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think um, what you mentioned was when, when new people start paddling, they'll see an immense um, result. Well, I did certainly when I started paddling, I lost about five kilograms in, in sure. about two weeks and I wasn't really overweight. I couldn't yeah. believe it. But um, just in a general in a general way, do you reckon paddling is much more intensive than, say, running or cycling or anything like that? Well, what I love about it is what I call, what I said before, core like never before. So there's not very many sports that your core is always turned on, always firing. Um, every stroke you take, your core is is just zapping every time. So what what I love about it is while maybe you'll burn more calories running, because I actually think you're using more muscles when you're running, um, you're not you're not really getting resistance training when you're running. But the cool thing about stand-up paddling is not only can you get your heart rate up with a nice hard paddle, but you're also resisting through the water with every stroke. I just did a 40-mile paddle for for a girlfriend that has breast cancer. And uh, she, or I mean, um, when I was paddling, I didn't really feel it. I felt great the whole 40 miles, but at the end of it, the next day I was like a 90 year old woman trying to get off the couch. Like every muscle was so sore. And if I'd have done like a, you know, a marathon, my legs might've been sore, but my core wouldn't have been sore. My shoulders wouldn't have been sore. My back wouldn't have been sore. And my, in a good way, like that good sore, not that I did anything to my back or my shoulders, but it was just like, you don't get that from other sports. So that's why I really appreciate it. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, um, I mean that's a really good point about the resistance that you mentioned. I didn't never thought about that as well. But I'm doing a, a 150 kilometer sup adventure. What's that in miles? I don't know. About 100 mile uh, sup adventure. Yeah, oh my gosh, 150 kilometers is like 70. Yeah, about 100, 100 miles, I think, isn't it? Yeah, maybe 100. Like yeah, 90 to 100, I'd say. 90 to 100. So what do you reckon? Because you do a lot of nutrition work as well. What are the best snacks to take along when you? When you're paddling long distance. Ooh, I love this topic. So um, I make these things called my little sup energy balls. um, And I put like uh, either macadamia nut butter or some sort of really great nut butter, really high quality, like a good almond butter or a coconut butter even. And I'll, I'll mix with, I'll melt that down. And then I mix with it like a half a cup of oats or even more, depending on how many I'm making, but just a big douse of oats. And then like a scoop or two of protein powder, like a good whey protein powder. I like J Rob. He makes a really great protein powder. That's only made with only sweetened with stevia. Um, and then I'll just mix that together. Maybe add some cacao nibs or maybe some raisins or something in there. And I make them into these little balls and I keep them in my little cooler in a baggie, um, on my board. And then when I need them, I just pop them in my mouth and I can keep paddling. I don't have to stop and like have a sandwich, you know, I can just like, they're kind of just pop in your mouth and go. And that's so. just instant energy, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, you're getting your fat, you're getting your protein, you're getting your carbohydrates. So you're kind of staying balanced on the board, which I think is really important. I mean, everybody will push carbohydrates when you're out there, but you just, you don't want to hit a wall. And if you're, if you're eating foods in balance, then you're giving all the right nutrients to kind of not 
not crash with just carbs or not to get heavy with just fat or something like that and not get that heavy gut feeling. So, yeah, it's a nice balancing. Other things you might want to think about is like beef jerky sticks. They stay dry. The I think the Vermont real sticks have no nitrates and stuff like that. So those are easy. Um, on, I took some dried fruit, like some dried papaya spears uh, that I got from my local Whole Foods store called Mama Jeans. And um, so I took those and munched on those. And then, of course, tons of water. But here's a really cool tip that uh, as a nutritionist I've developed, and it's really important for athletes, especially when they're out paddling. Um, you can make your own recovery drink app instead of buying it. And it all it is is simply a nice big bottle of water. Just add about a teaspoon or so of baking soda and then add about two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. So you know how when you add vinegar and baking soda, it kind of foams up or fizzes? Yeah. Okay, so it does that in the water. So it kind of creates this soda, if you will, like kind of a fizzy drink. And then you can add some stevia and make it sweet. And it's kind of like this little fizzy soda that you can take with you. But the baking soda gives you that sodium to stay in your cells and not get like low sodium like a lot of athletes do when they sweat out all their salt. So better than a salt tablet or something like that, it's really easy to make that. And then the apple cider vinegar balances your blood sugar. So it keeps you from like bonking. So it's a really easy way to make your own recovery drink while you're paddling. What is the thing that you put in to make it sweet? Uh, stevia. It's a natural herbal sweetener. And stevia. Stevia, like S-T-E-V-I-A. It's, it's uh, actually from the Mayan culture. It's been around for like 1,500 years, but just becoming more mainstream in the U.S. So it's okay. all natural, and it's actually the only natural sweetener tout, touted to lower your blood pressure naturally. So, so that's the best thing you can drink after a serious sup um, session, right? Well, I think some people can yep. handle honey and things like that. You could also sweeten it with honey. That would be another nice sweetener. Or something like pure maple syrup would have the minerals intact still to put into your drink and give you a little more mineral content. So that would be fine too. I just I like stevia and it works really well with my body. So I think it's so nice that you can recommend certain things for for the, the majority of people because it's so difficult to find out what works for you nutrition wise. I I don't know. I feel that. Oh, for sure. Do you? I mean, every, yeah. everybody's body is so different, so you have to kind of work. If it's if nutrition should be number one when you're racing or when you're doing endurance paddling. Or when you're just, I mean, really focused on being on the board for for every day for a long time, even in your line of work, just giving tours and stuff. I mean, you have to keep your nutrition going um, mm. because that's your livelihood. That's that's what's going to keep you feeling fresh every day. So working with someone, you know, I'm a certified nutrition coach and a food psychology coach, and I have a background with stand-up paddling, so I understand the mentality of it. So if anybody wants to work with me, I do phone consults and stuff like that. But I'm so passionate about making sure that they feel really great. I work with my uh, local or my my fellow ambassador, Mike Simpson. He's on the BIC team too, and he does these incredible uh, long endurance paddles. Like his longest one, I think, was from Key West to Portland, Maine. He did like the whole Atlantic coast, and it wow. took him like months at a time. But still, you can't do something like that without honing on honing in on your nutrition. So. I, I encourage people if they're looking for answers or they just have some questions about that, I'm happy to help them with that because it's so important, especially in the SUP industry. Mm. 
I think Mike Simpson paddled around Puerto Rico while you were down for that video, didn't he? Yes, he he did. Well, it was like a year later he did that, but I was so proud of him. Oh my gosh, that was such a feat. I sent him every morning, I sent him like these little inspirational quotes because I'm like, I can't imagine what he's doing every morning. Just, ah, he's so powerful. He's so strong. He had some great tips there as well you know, about how to pack your bags and things like that. It was really, it was really interesting. It was, it was I know. Really so, tip. yeah, check out his videos for sure if you are a, like a long endurance paddler or kind of an adventure paddler because he's so versed in that. He's so good at that. I think more and more people are getting into that adventure paddling as well. Are you, are you keen on doing something like that? Or do you do? I would do, do, do it do only with Mike. Like I would love to do one with Mike because I would want to be alongside somebody who's who's rocked that boat before and knows what they're doing. So, um, but yeah, I'm more of the one day. Like like my 40 mile paddle took me 11 hours and 20 minutes, and so that was good for me. Like I was like, I'm done. Like <laughs> I just want in the air conditioning and not in the 20 mile an hour headwind I had to face and. So, <laughs> sounds rough. Yeah, it was it was a fun day, but it was also like one day is good for me. I'm not sure if I could handle like every day for weeks at a time, like some adventure paddlers do. I have a lot of respect for people that can get out there day after day and do it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Let's get into yoga. When I tell my clients that people do yoga on a sup, they usually giggle and look at me as if I'm nuts. <laughs> How do you convince people to do sup yoga? Because as I say, really, can you do that? I was like, yeah, of course you can do sup yoga. Oh, how do you sure. convince people to do sup yoga? Well, a lot of times I don't tell them that they're going to do it when they come out for a lesson. <laughs> so I'll get to the end of the lesson. I'm like, okay, well, now we're going to do a yoga cool down. Have you ever done yoga before? And a lot of people say, no, I've never done yoga, and especially not on top of the water. And so I just, <laughs> I just say, okay, well, we're going to go through a very basic, you know, I keep them low to the board. We do a lot of just like cat and cow stretches and downward dog and just gentle stuff where they've got four points of contact on the board. So they feel really secure. Um, and, and so, yeah, I just kind of introduce it very, gen very gingerly, very gradually. And everyone loves it. I mean, think about your yoga studio being surrounded by nature and hearing the birds and blue herons flying overhead and the clouds, you go, the top of the ceiling of the studio is the clouds in the sky. And at the end in Shavasana, I put their hands in the water and let the water massage their hands as it floats through. And I mean, you just can't have a have bad experience doing yoga, doing it that way. So no, you can't. It just sounds amazing. And the Fantastic. boards, if you get the right board, I mean, they're really conducive for, for yoga and and fitness on the board like Bic makes one called the Bic Sup Cross and it's 33 inches wide so it's like so wide and it's got this really flat it doesn't have any rocker to it so it's a really flat board and everybody that does yoga on that said I thought this would be so much harder this is like a floating dock so and that's what it should feel like if it's a yoga specific board you want it to feel stable and and have a good amount of comfort to it so so no yoga on a race board right um, I've done it, but it's not fun. <laughs> it's kind of like doing yoga on a skateboard. <laughs> you can do it, yeah. but it's going to be a lot more challenging. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I listened to your podcast about how you got into fitness and everything in your whole history. And you said you just popped a yoga video in. Do you have a sup yoga video out? Yeah, so part of the, the uh, stand-up paddling TV series, one of those is a whole series of yoga videos on the board. Um, but as far as like regular yoga videos, no, I don't have, 
regular yoga. Uh, well, I take that back. I do have like some low budget um, YouTube videos that I did in my living room that are on YouTube, at the Jodel Fit channel, uh, J-O-D-E-L-L-E-F-I-T. And so those are free. They can check those out. They're just me in my living room doing yoga. You can barely hear me, but they're fun. Okay, because otherwise you can check, we can check out SUP TV and get some SUP yoga. Yeah, they have the whole, I mean, it's very beginner friendly and it's got the whole series of different videos that kind of lead into each other. So it's it's really cool to see that on there. And that has had huge, huge amount of views, like the views on there are going, going gangbusters. So that's cool. Okay, excellent. What about SUP in a cup? What's that? <laughs> Stuff in a cup is something I developed that was, um, I love coffee and specifically kicking horse coffee. And so I wanted to combine my love of coffee and stand up paddling. So, um, my, my step in a cup class is I have people, it's BYOM, bring your own mug. And I bring the coffee in a big carafe and we paddle out to a nice quiet cove. We sit on our boards and we pour, I pour coffee into everybody's cup and we sit and have coffee on the water and then when we're, when we're done with uh, solving the world's problems and talking about everything under the sun we paddle back in and that's up in a cup <laughs> it's such a great name it's perfect it's so awesome like it's one of the biggest things down here that i do everybody loves it it usually sells out very quickly when i offer one i don't get to offer them as often as i'd like to but um it's really fun so there was another question of mine, like uh, for you personally, how, how do you um, get most of your revenue? Is it from sup in a cup or from fitness things or what? where do you, where do you make your living from? Um, so I, I am also a writer for Stand Up Journal. And so I just uh, released my second published article in the magazine that just came out this past month. Um, and it's all about sup in the Midwest. So it talks about the whole area that I'm in and all the different variations. There's a there's a picture of me with a farmer, and so we did some fun stuff with some cows and things like that with a stand-up paddleboard. But um, yeah, it's I I kind of you know when you are in what you love and you're doing what you love and you're passionate about it, it's like abundance just happens. Like you, I can't really explain it. I just am very blessed in what I have. Um, there's a lot of different avenues. I make money doing nutrition consults. I, I teach yoga at a studio here locally just one day a week. And then I do my stand up paddle lessons, but I can't really explain where, where I make the most revenue because I just really feel like when you put good out there, good comes back. And when you're doing what you love, you're, it's pouring out of you. And for whatever reason, your cup is always filling back up. So I really encourage people if you're in a job, that you despise and you woke up this morning and you're like, this is the last thing I want to do is go do this, then find what you love and do it because life's too short not to. And um, we need more SUP instructors. So That's beautiful. <laughs> the, the market is huge and the tide is rising and it's riding, rising for everybody. And especially here in the Midwest, I need more SUP instructors. So I actually got hooked up with uh, my favorite company, PaddleFit, to become a instructor coach trainer. So I I actually have the privilege of training instructors now. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, that's exciting. That's beautiful. So, but you know, you seem to have reached out to a lot of influential people in stand up paddle. So, who have you connected with, and how did they help you? Um, you know what? I would really say that the number one person who has who has helped shaped me to who I am today is I'm going to give props to Brody Welty. Because Brody was the very first lesson that I took down in Clearwater, Florida, when I really wanted to. I had a, I had been paddling after I came back from that trip to Hawaii. I wanted to start teaching. 
Um, but I also wanted to do a charity paddle for some kids, uh, some friends of mine whose kids were slowly dying. They had this disease called San Filippo disease where there is no cure and the kids slowly deteriorate as they age. And I wanted to do the, my very first charity paddle and Brody trained me um, on good techniques so I could make the most of my paddle. And since that day, like I've trained with him at paddle fit. I've, uh, I've seek advice from him. You know, I'll ask him questions through email. I've now been through the, the job shadowing part of the paddle fit program to become an instructor trainer. And Brody's been there every step of the way. And not only me, but a lot of people will say that Brody is very helpful when it comes to um, learning the art of stand-up paddling, but more than that, learning to teach it with love. And that's what he's all about is he loves the sport and he wants everybody else to love it too. So he's someone you might want to have on your podcast too. He's an awesome guy. I was just about to say that. We've got to get him on. Because it sounds <laughs> yeah. <awesome. laughs> he's the only, he's the founder of PaddleFit, and he the reason why he founded it wasn't to make money. It was because he has a love for stand-up fitness, and it shows. Like he, the guy doesn't he's never stops. He just goes and goes and goes like the Energizer Bunny with his love of sup. So, well, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. We'll give him a call. All right. Cool. Cool, thanks. So um, I just wanted to see what's next for Joe Dell this year. Um, <laughs> well, I, f I accomplished that 40-mile paddle, so that was a big deal. I wanted to get that under my belt, and I did that. So um, right now I'm focused on getting my 10-month-old to stand up on a paddleboard. So I have a 10-month-old, <laughs> and I want to make her the littlest mer sup mermaid in the industry. So um, she loves water and she loves the paddleboard. So I'm trying to get her to stand up and be a little stand-up mermaid. <laughs> Other have you got than a tail for her? What's that? Have you got a tail for her? She does have a little mermaid tail. Yeah, so do I. We both have tails that are that we can swim in. I know um, those are really cool. You can buy them online. That's why it's amazing. Oh yeah, they're becoming the more mainstream. So yeah. I guess the other thing would be um, in October, I'm offering the very first PaddleFit European certification. So in Lake Como, uh, Bellagio, Italy, I'll be leading a two-day uh, PaddleFit certification. Kind of like I like to call it a destination certification, so they could come for vacation and get their certification. So that's I'm kind of doing more instructor training. So if anybody's interested in that, like they can check out PaddleFitPro.com, and uh, that's a that's a great place to start because, like I said, we need more instructors. So. That sounds great. It sounds like an amazing. I saw that um, that Italian thing, and it'd be great. Are you just going to do one stop in Europe? Or are you going to come down to Portugal and do some as well? Well, I need to, but I'm only limited to so many days. So yeah, I'm doing kind of a one-day sup adventure on Lake Como alongside Bellagio Water Sports. They're the, um, some big uh, rental company out there, and a really great guy named Mike owns it. So um, I'm going to be doing a one-day adventure with them. Then the following two days are the paddle fit training. So. It would be great to get some more instructors out there to come alongside me and learn and get fit with Jodell and paddle fit. Sounds exciting. Yeah. That would be great. Jodell, it's been fantastic chatting to you. It really was beautiful hearing your story. So thanks so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Yes, and I will be to Portugal as soon as I can because your area looks fantastic too. So I look forward to that. Yeah, we look forward to that. It's an incredible area. Really, is awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Nick. I appreciate it. That's a pleasure. Thanks. All right. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to SUP FM, the number one podcast for stand-up paddlers wherever you are. If you like what you've heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. 
Until then, we'll see you on the water. <laughs>